evening. I am Sir Obi-Wan Kenobi, and tonight we begin a smashing new series of audio dramas of the 1980s children's storybooks based on those heroes of the forest moon, the Ewoks. So settle in and come with us now for tales of picnics and babies and Nisa and of course the magical Ewoks. And now, on with the show. everywhere. Welcome to episode number 223. Last points is Jason. And this is Gabe. It's the episode you've all been waiting for. Yes, like our, our wonderful announcer, Sir Obi-Wan Kenobi, said there in the beginning, it's time for the Ewok Children's Books Audio Drama Hour. <laughs> I'm sure some of you thought maybe we forgot that these books existed, but we've just been waiting for the right time. I went back and I listened to our Maverick Moon and the mystery, the mystery of the rebellious robot episode, and we th- we said in the end of that episode, which is over a year ago, that this episode was coming. So people have had over a year to get ready for this landmark episode in podcasting history. And there are a lot of Ewok children's books, so we hope you like this episode because. There might be another one, and another one, and maybe another one. (laughs) By the time we get to Celebration 2022, we have to get through another hundred, over another hundred episodes of Blast Points until then. So, we're not done with Ewok storybook dramas. You might be done with Ewok storybook dramas, but we're not. (laughs) We're just getting started. Just dipping our toes in the little ponds of... Endor, the forest moon, the sanctuary moon. Okay, before we get started, a little bit of background on where we were, how we got to Ewok children's books, the phenomenon that was Ewok children's books. Because the the Star Wars kids book worlds, it's it's the original EU, the OG EU. There was the Maverick Moon, like we said, the rebellious robot. Those were 78. Those are the further adventures of Luke, Han, and the droids back then. You could even count Planet of the Hoob Jibs and Droid World in there. Those count totally. Rebel Mission to Ord Mantell 
Adventures in Colors and Shapes and ABCs. Like, Colors and Shapes fits right in. Zilnor. He's in Mandalorian, whether they will admit it or not. Zilnor lives on. When when George Lucas visited the set, I think John Favreau was like, look at that. That's Zilnor. You wrote that, didn't you? It's canon. Not, not, nothing to do with that one. <laughs> I'm not touching that. It's not my scene, man. <laughs> All these books were, were, were pretty successful, and this led to the onslaught of Ewok books that came after Return of the Jedi. It began with the Ewoks joined the fight. That was the first one, which that's a really quality little book that a lot of people have. The illustrations are unbelievable. It's kind of the end of Return of the Jedi, everything on, on Endor told from an Ewok perspective. And it's, really, it's a really, quality, like I said, real quality book. But after that, I think there were 100, maybe 200 Ewok books that came out. Not really, but it sure feels like it. There was definitely maybe twice as many Ewok books as any of the children books that came before it, though. (laughs) And so you wonder, why were there so many Ewok books? Well, according to the amazing article in Star Wars Insider, issue 74, it's because they sold hundreds of thousands of copies of these Ewok books. And they were putting out like two, three a year from 84 to about 1986. And what that article also says that Random House was kind of using its freelance writers and illustrators, and they were just given a lot of freedom to just kind of tell whatever kind of Ewok stories they wanted to tell, which makes sense when you read these. But then also the article says that Lucasfilm went over everything very carefully. (laughs) Yet Stephanie Spinner, who was an editor at Random House, her quote was, We knew it was an incredibly strong license. And like any publisher with a strong license, there was a desire to take advantage of that. Yeah, they may have taken advantage of the Ewoks, but it's all given us the advantage that we now have all these wonderful books that we can read until the end of time. And the crazy thing is, it's not like these books are really that easy to find. When we were getting ready to do this episode, we were like, okay, we're doing Ewok book audio dramas. And we were like, we need to find these books. It was kind of tough. There's people that have old copies of them, but finding them online or even thinking about, oh, like I thought maybe these would be able to be purchased fairly inexpensively. No, they're kind of expensive out there. Yeah, I think we've talked about this before. Is I, it's a shame, and I don't understand why they don't. All these don't exist as digital books that you could get on your iPad or on your computer or something. Because I, if I could have all these just on my iPad, I would. Well, th- this article in Insider seventy four, which the cover is your first look at the episode three clone trooper, was before the release of episode three. They talk about that way back then. Random House is thinking about doing something, like a digital reissue or something, with all these old children's books, all these old Star Wars children's books. Because I think we mention all the time, especially for the art in these books, a secret treasure trove of incredible Star Wars art. Well, the Ewok ones are are extra interesting because they're the most un-Star Wars in a way of the Star Wars kids' books, even more than maybe Wookiee Storybook because there's no Empire. I mean, much like how the Ewoks cartoon was, there's no Empire, there's no Rebels, there's no spaceships. It's literally just 100% pure Ewok. 
and maybe a little magic thrown in. So we're doing a trilogy of Ewok stories in this episode. We're starting with the literary classic that you all know and love, The Ewok Baby Surprise. We're following that up to with the darker middle chapter, right? Yes, the Ewok who was afraid. And we're, we're rounding it out with the end of the trilogy, the big, the big home run, the slam dunk, the victory lap. Three cheers for Nisa. Wish us luck. <laughs> Wish us luck, and we're wishing you luck, too. So, so I don't know. With that, should we, uh, should we start uh, the first of our trilogy here, the, uh, the Ewok baby surprise? I think so. All right. Everybody settle in. Get, uh, get out your popcorn and do whatever you do when you're listening to audio dramas. Put, put the lights down low. And let's, let's all experience the Ewok Baby Surprise. The Ewok Baby Surprise, before we get started, was written by Melinda Luke. And if you're reading along at home, the illustrations are by Pat Paris. So we thank you, Melinda, for this literary classic from 1984. And the cover is beautiful. It has, I think, Wicked and Nisa and two, as you would expect, adorable baby Ewoks rummaging through a picnic basket and eating fruit. What more could you ask for? (laughs) Nothing. I say nothing. (laughs) Here we go with the Ewok baby surprise. The Ewok, the baby Ewoks picnic surprise. It was a beautiful day in the Ewoks' village. The day of the Harvest Moon feast had finally arrived, and the Ewoks had been preparing for the big event since dawn. Princess Nisa finished her chores early so that she could play in the forest. As she passed a row of neatly thatched huts, she saw Mama Ewok and her babies, Nippet and Wily. Nisa, could you babysit today? Asked Mama Ewok. I'm going to the meeting hut to bake berry pies for the feast. Before Nisa had a chance to say no, Mama Ewok picked up the babies and placed them in Nisa's arms. Then she hurried off. Is Mama Ewok, is she doing the right thing here? Let's, you know, sometimes you got errands to run and business to attend to. You got to delegate. Yeah, we all know Nisa's trustworthy. That's true. That's true. She's she's a princess. Yeah. But if you look at the picture, it looks like one of the Ewok babies is sweet and the other looks like they're trouble. It's a real, just a real scoundrel. Real, yeah, I'm, it's a real troublemaker. I'm not too sure about it. I think, yeah, Nisa's into, in for a, a rude awakening. Well, I'm, I'm intrigued. I think we've, st- we've started very strong. Let's see what happens next. Nisa wondered how she was going to keep Nippet and Wiley busy all day. I wish I was outside instead of babysitting, she thought as she looked out the window. Just then she saw her friend Wicket walking by. He was carrying a fishing rod and a basket. Hi, Nisa. Want to go on a picnic? said Wicket. I have to babysit for Nippet and Wiley, said Nisa. We can take them with us, Wicket offered. They won't be any trouble. Nippet and Wiley bounced up and down. Picnic! They shouted happily. Let's go, said Nisa, and they started off for the forest. 
this the illustrations like baby Ewoks break dancing at this point. <laughs> They're excited. They thought they were just gonna be hanging out in the house all day. Here comes Wicket, the party master of Endor. We all know it. He's going by with his fishing rod, and he's like staying inside is for is for is for squares. I think if Wicket came by my house with a fishing pole and invited me, I would probably be in my front yard break dancing as well. So totally makes sense. <laughs> I I would be scared because I'd be like I am dead. And I am seeing visions from beyond. Okay, let's see what happens next. As they walked through the forest, Wicket poked the bushes with his fishing rod. What are you doing? Asked Nisa. Scouting for rainbow berries. Wicket answered. Nothing made an Ewok quite so happy as rainbow berries. Each summer, the Ewoks looked forward to gathering the delicious berries. But this year... Few berries had been found. I've never heard of rainbow berries before in Ewok lore. I've I don't think they want us to know about it. Because <laughs> otherwise we'll be showing up on Forest Moon of Endor and eating up all their berries. So they, they keep it on the on the DL. Secrets. Yeah. Star Wars secrets, rainbow berries. <laughs> Forest magic secrets only the Ewoks know. <laughs> Soon, they came upon a beautiful shady clearing near a winding stream. Nisa spread a blanket on the ground and opened the picnic basket. Bread, honey, juice, and I'll catch some fish for lunch, exclaimed Wicket, jumping to his feet. Come on, Nippet, Wiley, I'll teach you all about fishing. Fishing is like a game, began Wicket. A game, cried the baby Ewoks, clapping their hands. First, said Wicket, I pull the fish out of the stream. Then you put it in the basket, okay? Fish, said Nippet. Basket, said Wiley. Good, said Wicket. And they sat down on the bank of the stream. Wicket put his line in the water and waited for the first bite. It's getting tense. <laughs> I, got a bad, I got a bad feeling about this. <laughs> Wicket pulled fish after fish out of the stream. He handed them to Nippet, and Nippet handed them to Wiley. Poor Wicket. From where he sat at the water's edge, he couldn't see Wiley tossing the fish back into the stream. After Wicket had caught six fish, he walked over to the little Ewoks. Time for lunch, he said. The baby Ewoks pointed to the stream and said, Fish! Wicket looked in the empty basket and groaned. It was empty. All right. Two things. Number one, do you know what's going on? The kids are throwing the fish back in the water. He's catching the same fish over and over again. <laughs> or am I missing something? <laughs> that's. I think that's what I was missing. <laughs> two, two, are you getting Last Jedi Luke vibes with him fishing, doing the pole fishing? A little bit. Did Ryan Johnson... Was the baby Ewok picnic surprise a major influence on The Last Jedi? Is this this maybe our first Star Wars fishing story? I think so. When he was mapping out The Last Jedi, was he like, there's got to be fishing for the true EU. There's got, you can't have true, the word true without the letters EU in it. And, and the true EU is spelled E-W-O-K. <laughs> 1-800-E-W-O-K fan. It's the number I call. Yeah, if we ever have a, a Blast Points 1-800 number. Let's, okay, let's see what happens next. Right. Cheer up, Wicket! Laughed Nisa. 
we still have bread and honey sandwiches for lunch. Honey, said Nippet and Wiley. Several sandwiches later, Wicket stretched out in the warm sunshine while Nisa gathered wildflowers nearby. Babysitting isn't so hard, said Wicket sleepily, but he hadn't seen the babies emptying the honey pot all over each other. It's getting it's getting dirty. <laughs> These babies are causing problems. Wicket thought it was gonna be he thought it was gonna be an easy day. Not with these Ewok babies. Suddenly, there was a loud buzz. A huge swarm of angry bees was headed straight for the baby Ewoks. Quick, run for the stream! cried Nisa. She and Wicket and the babies ran to the water as fast as they could. Woo, we're safe! gasped Nisa. For now, muttered a soggy Wicket. Play here in the sun until you're completely dry, said Wicket to Nippet and Wiley. Don't go any farther than those bushes. Do you hear me? <laughs> the babies nodded sheepishly. We'll be watching you, added Nisa. So don't get in any more trouble. Wicket and Nisa cleaned up their picnic things and decided to swing on the vines. God, rough babysitters. <laughs> giving shouting out demands and then like okay we're just gonna go swing on some vines <laughs> jeez this book is this book is stressful oh, all these all the ewoks are trouble no matter what age they are while the babies played hide and seek on the ground wicket and nisa scrambled up the vines that hung from a nearby tree they sat high in the tree's branches enjoying the cool afternoon breeze Finally, Nisa said, We'd better check on Nippet and Wiley. They're being too quiet, agreed Wicket. And sure enough, when they slid down the vines, a terrible sight met their eyes. Oh, God. <laughs> Maybe this, should, this is the dark, the dark one. We should have did this one second. <laughs> the baby Ewoks were covered in berry juice. Nippet, Wiley, what have you done now? cried Nisa as she dropped to the ground. Wicket puffed along behind her. What do you have to say for yourselves? he demanded angrily. Mm. said the babies, licking their fingers. Wicket, they're rainbow berries! Nisa gasped, pointing to the bushes the babies were playing in. The Ewoks were overjoyed. With all these rainbow berries, the Harvest Moon Feast would be truly wonderful. Wicked and Nisa filled their baskets to the top with the colorful berries and started for home. These babies really saved the day, said Nisa as they hurried back to the village. We never would have found the berries without Nippet and Wiley. So I guess this didn't had a happier ending than we thought. <laughs> we thought the worst. Well, and also... The Mandalorian vibes, don't underestimate the baby. The baby will save you. The baby will save the day. But also, crazy monster people will attack you for your sweet berries and blue shrimp. <laughs> you know Dave Filoni keeps a copy of the baby, baby Ewok picnic surprise at his desk at Lucasfilm. Whenever he's working on a story and gets stuck, just reads a, reads a paragraph for inspiration. <laughs> Always keep a couple of Ewok books in your drawers. <laughs> if you get if you get stuck. Ali, Ali. 
That night at the feast, all the Ewoks lined up happily for Rainbow Berry Pie. Hooray for Nippet and Wiley! Shouted the Ewoks. Thanks to Wicket and Nisa, it has been a very special Harvest Moon feast. The next time I need babysitters, I won't call anyone else, said Mama Ewok. And that's the baby Ewok picnic surprise. It was a surprise. It was definitely a surprise. I'm I'm still I'm shocked. It, it should have been called the baby Ewoks will shock you. Handle this book with care. It's so electrocute. <laughs> These baby Ewoks. <laughs> All right. Well, no time to waste. We have got to move on to the darker middle chapter of the trilogy, the Ewok who was afraid written by Helena Claire Pittman illustrated by Ron Fritz. All right, let's do it. I'm afraid. Are you afraid? Yeah, I'm a little apprehensive. (laughs) I have no idea where this is going to go. On the forest moon of Endor, the Ewoks hold a special celebration once a year. The final and most exciting event is a raft race along the rapids in the underground caves. Willie's big brother, Weechi, was going to compete. Of all the young Ewoks, Weechi was one of the best rafters. Can I come with you, Weechi? Asked Willie as the young Ewoks gathered for the race. There isn't any room for you, said Weechi. He turned to the others. Hey, have you seen my partner, Paplu? <laughs> oh, God. I don't, I don't know about this one. I don't know if this is a good idea. Okay. We got to keep going. We got to keep going. Poplu's not coming. Tebow shouted to Weechi. He's hurt his leg in the Bordock relay and had to go home. Oh, no, said Weechi. Where am I going to find another partner at the last minute? I'll be your partner, said Willie. You? You just mess up like you always do, said Weechi. No, I won't, Weechi. I promise. Please let me come, begged Willie. The caves aren't for cowards. It's dark down there. And it'll be almost nighttime when we finish. You'll start crying and spoil everything. <laughs> I'm not a coward, said Weechi. Come on, Weechi, just give me a chance, protested Willie. Two by two, the young Ewoks were entering the caves, carrying their rafts. Weechi knew it would be hard to paddle the underground rapids alone. All right, Willie, he snapped. But you better do everything I tell you. Now hurry up. We're already the last team to start. But as he neared the mouth of the cave, Willie stopped. The long tunnel ahead looked black. Willie's legs began to shake. (laughs) Weechi is a jerk. I'm calling it right now. He's rude. He's mean. The Ewoks were the ones that wrote the song Celebrate the Love. He is not practicing what he preaches. Yeah, Weechi was sick that day when they wrote the song. <laughs> they were like, good, Weechi's not here. Quick. Come on, called Weechi. Suddenly, Willie remembered the stories his father, Deej, had told about the tunnels that twisted through the shadows beneath the forest, about the sound of the rapids, and about the mysterious cave spirits. Whoa, Weechi, 
Willie called. What about the cave spirits? Huh? Ouija answered impatiently. Cave spirits come at night. Hurry up. (laughs) Willie's eyes filled with tears. I'm sorry, Ouija. He whimpered. I'm too scared. Ouija was furious. You're hopeless. (laughs) He shouted and stalked into the cave. (laughs) Wow. We, we, you know, we thought this one was going to get dark, but it, it jumped right in. It went right to straight to the dark. <laughs> Didn't even hesitate. What does Joseph Campbell have to say about the Ewok who is afraid? We're going into the cave, the confronting fears. Willie began to cry. Witchy is right. He sobbed. I am hopeless. He wandered sadly away through the grove of starleaf trees which led down to Mirror Lake. Oh, great spirit tree! He cried. If only I could be brave like the other Ewoks. Willie almost couldn't believe what happened next. The air grew still, the grove of starleaf trees began to glow, and right in front of him, gleaming in a ray of sparkling light, he saw a bright blue stone. It looked just like the magic stones he had seen Low Gray, the medicine man, give to grown Ewok warriors. We're, we're in the cave confronting fears. This is like the magic moment in the cave. This is like Ray looking in the mirror. This is like Luke with the, the ref, his face and the Vader helmet. This is Willie's hero's journey we're, we're experiencing here. Bitchy Wawa! exclaimed the little Ewok. He picked up the stone and held it up to the sky. The Endor sun shimmered through it. Sure enough, it was a magic stone. Keep this stone with you, Willie remembered Logray saying to each warrior. It will make you brave, and no evil will have power over you. Willie wiped away his tears. Wait till I tell Weechi that from now on I'll be brave, he said. Then he tucked the magic stone into his arrow grass pouch and skipped down to the lake to wait for Weechi. I knew I couldn't depend on Willie, thought Weechi as he launched his raft. The other Ewoks were already up ahead, paddling into the channels. Weechi had never rafted alone. Without Willie, he'd have to manage both the right and left sides of the raft himself. But I'll win anyway, he thought with his usual confidence. At first the raft moved slowly, but soon the currents grew stronger. Then the raft began to gain speed. In another minute the water was racing and Weechi was in the rapids. Faster and faster rushed the water. Weechi fought to keep control of the raft. Suddenly, he whipped around a turn and the paddle flew out of his hands. The rapids tore through the cave. At the next corner, Weechi's raft went into a spin. Angry white water lifted Weechi up and hurled him against a rock shelf. The raft was smashed to smithereens. When Weechi opened his eyes, it was cold and dark. He shivered, knowing he'd never get past the rapids without a raft. Soon, night would come, and then how would anyone ever find him? All alone in the underground caverns, Weechi felt afraid. The darkness played tricks with his eyes, and dark shadows slithered along the cave walls. (laughs) Then, above the sound of the water, he thought he heard a cry. Who's there? Weechi said in a trembling voice. It must be the wind. Came the sound again. 
but maybe it's a cave spirit, thought Weechi. Now Weechi's teeth began to chatter. He had never been so afraid in his life. If I ever get out of this cave, I'll never tease Willie about being afraid again, he whispered. Went the sound again. Help! cried Weechi. Help! Meanwhile, Willie had reached the lakeside and sat down next to a rippleberry tree. He could already hear the happy voices of the young Ewoks as they emerged from the caves. We won! cried the first team out. Second! cried the next. Third! One by one, the rafts spilled out into the light. Willie hid in the shadow of the tree. He felt ashamed of himself. He looked anxiously for his brother. Poor Weechi will be last, he thought. Then Willie heard someone say, Where's Weechi? I think I saw him pass us. Another Ewok answered. I'm sure my raft was the last one out of the cave, said Tebow. There was no one behind me. Hurry up, someone shouted. The night will soon be here. Team by team, the young Ewoks headed back to the forest, but Willie still saw no sign of Weechi. Forest shadows lengthened as the Endor sun sank toward the horizon. The terrible night spirit will be here soon, thought Willie. His heart pounded in his chest. His brother hadn't come out of the cave at all. Hey! Willie called to the others, but they had disappeared down the path toward home and didn't hear him. Behind him, the deepening shadows looked sinister. Willie began to tremble. Suddenly, he remembered the magic stone. He took it out and held it for a moment next to his heart. Then he took the biggest breath he could and stepped into the shadows of the forest. Branches grabbed at Willie as he hurried through the dark back to the entrance of the cave. It looked blacker than ever inside. The magic stone will keep me safe, he thought. Quickly, he found a log and dragged it into the tunnel. He followed the sound of the lapping water. Then he rolled the log into the channel and tumbled onto it. Weechi, he called. Weechi. The log moved slowly in the current, and Willie wrapped his arms around it to keep it steady. Hey, Weechi! Willie shouted. The wind whistled through the caves. Then out of the deep darkness came a faint cry. Help! Help! Weechi! Willie called loudly. I'm coming! The log moved along more quickly as the current pulled it toward the rapids. Faster moved the water faster moved the log. Now Weechi knew that someone had come to help him. He called so loudly that Willie could hear him clearly now, even above the sound of the thundering water. Hang on, Weechi, he answered. The log careened through the darkness. At last, Willie saw Weechi on the rock shelf just ahead of him. Get on! Willie shouted with all his might. In a split second, Weechi jumped onto the log, Holding on, the brothers tumbled through the rapids until at last they could see faint moonlight up ahead. Then they burst from the cave. Weechi, Willie, thank the great spirit tree, you're safe. There at the lakeside were Deej, Shodu, Chief Chirpa, and the warriors who, alarmed at Weechi and Willie's absence, had started to search for them. The young Ewoks were lifted out of the water and wrapped in blankets. I was scared down there in the dark, Willie, said Weechi. I'll never make fun of you again. On the way back to the village, Weechi told the other Ewoks how Willie had come to find him. Shodu stopped and put her arms around her son. How brave you were to go back for your brother, 
she said to Willie. I found a magic stone and it made me brave. Willie explained. He reached for his pouch. It was empty. The stone was gone, lost somewhere in the churning rapids. Willie's eyes grew round with wonder. He realized how brave he had really been after all. Later that night, Chief Chirpa and the Ewoks assembled in the ceremonial hut. The young Ewok rafters stood in a row. Last in line stood Willie. In the center of the hut, a fire burned, and next to it was a vine basket filled with sacred shells. All the grown-up Ewoks stood in a circle, watching silently. Chief Chirpa decorated each young Ewok with a shell medallion. You have all done well today, he said. Then he came to Willie. One last shell remained in the basket. It was a fire shell, the mark of Ewok bravery. The chief picked it up and hung it around Willie's neck. But we are the proudest of you, young Willie, said Chief Chirpa. What you can do once, you can do again and again, for courage is magic from within the heart. Cheers burst from the Ewoks. Willie's face shone with pride. Far into the night, sounds of happy celebration warmed the forest. That was epic. Weechie's like a such a jerk, but he learned his lesson. He'll never pick on Willie again, and that was the hero's journey in full effect. That was that's more Star Wars than Star Wars. <laughs> I'm always I always think Weechie's old, but he's really just a kid. But he's like a kid Ewok that looks like an old man Ewok. It's like all bullies, like all <laughs> bullies, like always, like what are you like forty? But you're supposed to be eight. That's just what happens when you're eight and you have like a, a lamb chop sideburns and a goatee. It's hard. It's hard not to be a bully, I guess. Like Weechie's got like an Iron Maiden t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. He's probably smoking cigarettes. He, that's what he has in his Aerograss pouch. Just like rolling papers and stuff. I don't know. Okay. So let's round out the trilogy with the, the epic three cheers for Nisa. Let's, let's lighten the mood. A little bit here. And this was written by Jane E. Gerver and again illustrated by Pat Paris. Well, Pat Paris, all right. It was a beautiful sunny day, and the annual Midsummer Festival of the Ewoks had just begun. The village was decorated with brightly colored chains of flowers. There were all kinds of good things to eat, and the contests were about to start. All the Ewoks were excited and eager to show what they could do best. You're the best basket weaver on Endor. Wicked said to his friend Princess Nisa. You're sure to win first prize in the basket weaving contest. That's the trouble, said Nisa. I already know I'm the best at it. I wish I could surprise everyone by winning some other contest too. Well, I'm going to enter the archery contest and win, boasted Wicked. I love archery, said Nisa. You wouldn't have a chance at winning that contest scoffed Wicket. Girls aren't any good at sports, so go. <laughs> Alright. The opinions and views of Three Cheers for Nisa do not reflect the, the, the opinions of Blast Points Podcast. Let's keep that. I think we're learning that young Ewok boys are kind of jerks. Hopefully they grow out of it because... Somebody needs to 
but teach these 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 kids some lessons. Just show them some facts. Some they don't have Google on the forest moon of Endor. It's all it takes is some googling. Okay, well let's hope uh, Nisa turns us around and shows uh, shows what's what. I'll show Wicket. Nisa decided. I'll enter the archery contest too. She wandered over to the tables, piled high with nuts and berries. First, she tried some berries. Then she sampled the nuts. Everything was delicious. I'll just take some some more berries with me for energy, Nisa said, and she put them in her pockets. Contestants for the archery contest line up here, said Tebow. He stared at Nisa, who was the only girl in line. What are you doing here? He asked. Girls are good at archery, too, Nisa said to him, munching the berries. Then she took her position, holding her bow with an arrow in place. But when Nisa aimed her arrow at the target, she hiccuped. Then she hiccuped again. Just as she let her arrow fly towards its mark, she hiccuped a third time. Her hand shook and her arrow flew into the woods. Whoops, I guess I ate those berries too fast. She thought unhappily. We've, you know, we've all been there. We've all had hiccups at the wrong time, the wrong place. I know I've been in situations where you got to make an impression and you're just hiccuping all over the place. It happens when people are like, what's wrong with you? And you're like, I ate those rainbow berries way too fast. My uncle got hiccups once and they didn't go away for like a couple weeks. <laughs> And he had to go to the doctor, and now whenever I get hiccups, I'm terrified that I'm going to have whatever happened to him, and I'm going to have hiccups for like two weeks. Yeah, it's horrible. I still have nightmares about it. How did he sleep? I don't think he did very well. Oh, God. Yeah, don't think about it. Hiccups hiccups are serious. They're serious business. (laughs) All right. All right. Moving on. Wicket had seen everything. Stick to your basket making, Nisa. (laughs) And leave the archery to us boys. Oh, no. Oh, man. Yeah. This is rough. Oh, we got to. I guess we got to keep going. Okay. There are plenty of other sports contests. Nisa said. And I'll win one. Just you wait and see. Nisa looked at the list of contests posted on a tree. I could do pretty well at the vine swinging. She thought. In this contest, the Ewoks had to swing from one side of the river to the other on a long vine. So once again, Nisa took her place in line with the other contestants. When it was her turn, she climbed up to a little platform near the top of a tree. Then she grasped the vine and jumped off. A cool breeze blew around her as she swung through the air. The river sparkled below her. Whee! Called Nisa. This is fun! Then all of a sudden, Nisa lost hold of the vine. She tumbled down and landed with a thud right on a log in the river below. Nisa shut her eyes tightly and hung on with all her might. The log went rushing down the middle of the river, carried along by the current. Nisa was so frightened that at first she couldn't open her eyes. When she did, she caught sight of some older Ewoks riding on logs nearby. What's going on? She wondered. Maybe these Ewoks were there to rescue her. She certainly hoped so. But suddenly... Nisa and the log went over a huge waterfall. But scared as she was, she hung on to the log and didn't fall off into the water. Even though the log sailed along faster and faster. 
Then Nisa came around a bend in the river. There were dozens of Ewoks standing on the bank. They broke into applause when they saw her. Hooray! They shouted. Three cheers for champion Nisa! You're the winner in the log ride contest! Tebow called out. The log ride contest, Nisa could hardly believe it. Only the older Ewoks took part in this dangerous sport. Congratulations, said Chief Chirpa to Nisa when she was safely on shore. He hung a first prize medal around her neck. I'm very proud of you, my daughter. You have performed magnificently. Who would have thought such a young Ewok could do so well? Even Wicket was impressed. (laughs) Oh, no. I guess girls can be pretty good at sports, he said sheepishly. To Nisa. I'm sorry for what I said before. Yeah, <laughs> you should be Wicket. In my whole life, I've never thought Wicket was a jerk until this moment. <laughs> this is not my Wicket. <laughs> That's not. I don't know what the, what's going on here with Wicket. Well, the the cartoon Wicket kind of always seemed like a jerk, though, didn't he? A little bit. Uh, yeah, you know, he wasn't the sweet, lovable Wicket from the movies. I think I've been in I've been in denial all these years. I need to reevaluate the Ewok cartoon and the behavior of Wicked W Warwick. Okay. Let's let's move on. That's all right, Wicked. Nisa said kindly. Maybe next year you'll win first prize in the basket we- weaving contest. Burn who? <laughs> And and the uh, the picture on the last page is Wicket bursting into flames, <laughs> <laughs> and Nisa's got her gold medal on. I think after she said that, she like punched him in the face. <laughs> you jerk! <laughs> but maybe this is how they became such good friends because Wicket was a jerk, and Nisa told him that he was being a jerk and showed him that he was stupid, and then he. He learned from it, and now they're friends. I hope so. I hope so. Now they're now they're helping kids hide from bullies in in uh, TV commercials. Well, all right, we did we did the trilogy of Ewok books there. What 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 have we learned? Ewok parents really need babysitters, and they'll take anybody that's available. And young Ewok boys are kind of jerks, <laughs> and if they have facial hair, they're even bigger jerks. The roots of all Star Wars are in the Ewok books. I think that's something that's become very clear too. If if Star Wars was a tree somewhere deep down underground, really deep, really far underground, but still attached to the tree are the Ewok books as as part of the roots. If the Star Wars tree has any berries growing on it, that's because of the Ewoks books. Rainbow berries. What were the other ones? Like knuckleberries or something? They have all kinds of berries. <laughs> all those Ewoks are doing is eating berries all day. Come with us now to the green moon of Endor, where the Ewoks are celebrating because Earth kids love their Ewok family hut. We can help the tropical Skywalker. Hurry, Ewoks. Let's take the wagon, Princess Nisa. The Ewoks save the day. Yay! It's a galaxy of fun. The Ewok family hut comes with everything you see here. A Wicked the Ewok toy, new from Kenner. Hi, this is Vanessa Marshall. I play Harrison Dulan, Star Wars Rebels, and you're listening to Blast Points with Jason and Gabe. May the Force be with you always.
And these last points, too accurate for sand people. Only Imperial stormtroopers are so precise. So this is the part, you know, where we remind you about Apple Podcast Reviews. After you're done listening to this episode, and this episode in particular, what you need to do is go over to Apple Podcasts. If you're listening on some kind of Apple thing, write us a review. Not only does it help the show in Rainbow Berry, Forest Magic ways, we love reading your reviews, and we love reading them on the show, which we will do if you write one. And make sure you check out our website, BlastPointsPodcast.com, and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And if you're on Facebook, sign up for the Super Chill Group. It is probably the only thing good on Facebook. It's very true, yeah. (laughs) Um, And if you want to support the show in a different way, there is the Blast Points Army over there on Patreon, where we've got all the Disney Gallery review episodes all of our Clone Wars episode recaps, all of our Mandalorian episode recaps from last year, and commentaries and all kinds of fun stuff over there. So, But that wraps up episode 223, Ewok Storybooks. I'll never look at Wicket the same way again. It's going to take me some time to get over this this Wicket thing. Hashtag not my Wicket. It's not every day. You know, it's been... 35 years, we've now seen a different side of Wicket we didn't know about. It's going to take time. (laughs) Well, hopefully, you know, at the end of Rise of Skywalker, when Wicket's showing his son spaceships in the sky, they were out in the forest, and Wicket was telling him the story about how he was a jerk to Nisa, and how his son better... Better be better than that, or he's or he's gonna go in the cave and he'll be crying like Uncle Weechi. <laughs> it's about family, and that's what makes it so special. Well, all right, folks, we'll be back next week. Saga Year is back next week, and uh, yeah. So thank you everyone so much for listening. Bye bye. May the force be with you. Goodbye, old friend. May the force be with you. about Ewoks ever again. Good night, everyone, and thank you for tuning in. May the force be